Welcome to Tamriel Adventures, a show bringing you information from all across the far reaches of Tamriel. I am your host, Eric Arsulior, and I am really trekking it across Western Skyrim right now, trying to reach solitude. I should be close, but uh, I could definitely use a health potion. I've had a few skirmishes with wolves and ice wraiths and the random frost troll or bear, but uh, nothing too serious. Could use a health potion, though, I'm not going to lie. Wait a minute. I think I see... Is that a light down the path? Yeah, I think I see a torch. Hopefully that's a merchant. Hey, hey. Good evening, sir. Look, do you have coin? Kashit has wares if you have the coin. Yeah, could definitely use a health potion. Ah, Kashit has health potion. That would be full gold. All right, got it right here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Feel a lot better. See, you look familiar to this one. Might you be the one they call Sulior? Yeah, that's me. You've heard of me? Yes, Khajiit hears lots of things. Khajiit hears that you know much about the history of Temriel, yes? Yeah, you could say that. Excellent. Khajiit has a question for you. Have you heard of the ancient elves? You mean the Aldmer? Ah, do not speak of Aldmer. Khajiit does not like Aldmer. Aldmer treats Khajiit like petty thief and skooma drinker. No, 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 not the Aldmer. The Aldmer with a D. Ah, because she does not heard of Aldmer. Might you enlighten this one? All right. Let's. You got a campfire nearby? Yes, right this way. All right, adventurers, welcome to the show. As you heard in that little skit there, I am starting a new series about the different races of Tamriel. And we are going to start with the ancient elves, the ancestral elves called the Aldmer. So, um, yes, Greymore is out now, so we are done with our Skyrim series. So, but before we get to that, we got the news and gameplay. Um, if you did like that little skit, let me know. Um, if, you, if that's something you'd like to see me continue with, I thought I'd try something new. My... Uh, friend suggested that and i thought it was a good idea so thank you for that amanda so with the news there's really not a whole lot of news aside from graymore being out for pc and mac the uh, console people still have a few days to wait so um but by now i'm sure they've seen a little bit so the biggest news that i've seen is that bethesda now has a new um, developer or producer under their umbrella called arcane studios so i myself had never really heard of them but there is a game that they were offering for well bethesda was offering for a limited time um, I saw an ad for it on Instagram. It is called Arcs Fatalis, and it is very similar as far as graphics to Morrowind. So you had to sign up for emails from them, and then it shows up in your Bethesda launcher. 
So I will be playing that here pretty soon. Um, gameplay, as I said, again, and I'm sure you've heard over and over and over again, Graymore is now out for PC and Mac, so I've definitely been playing that. Um, it <laughs> That opening video that they show when you first launch the game after the hefty download, it, <laughs> it had some very strong Skyrim references to the opening scene, and that is all I'm going to say about that. It made me chuckle. So, as far as the actual gameplay, the you go to Solitude pretty quickly after you get your starting quest. And Solitude looks pretty much like it always has, even though it's a thousand years in the past from when the events of Skyrim take place. So it's been a lot of fun running around. As I said, my uh, Dunmer character is now a vampire, and they recently revamped the uh, vampire skills. And that... So I open up the game after... I, I log into that character after uploading the game and they're like all right all these skill points that you have used you're being issued a refund for those so my dog apparently likes the taste of my microphone i don't know if you heard that or not so um yeah i had to repurpose the points into it you start out with a free ability called feed and yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I feel a lot more like a vampire nowadays than I did before they did all this. Um, so there was one active ability called Bloodlust, where your magicka and attack damage go up, but unfortunately, it starts draining your health. So it's not, it took me a minute to realize that's not something you want to have active for very long. You can trigger it being on or off and don't leave it on for very long because it will kill you um, or whatever you're attacking will kill you. And then there's another ability you get pretty quickly, an active ability called swipe. Basically you use your vampire claws and slash at people. It took me a minute to figure out how to feed because it said that it was the same button combination as your Blade of Woe for the Dark Brotherhood. So I just I sneak up behind somebody and I go to use it and it wanted me to use the Blade of Woe. So I'm like, okay, what is going on? Apparently you have to be pretty far back for the feed ability to pop up. Which didn't really make sense to me. You can't really you sink your teeth into somebody if you're several feet away from them. But okay. As long as I'm able to do it. So once I figured out how to do it, I kind of went on a little bit of a feeding frenzy. I just kept feeding on people over and over and over again. And as I said in the last episode, there are some negative effects to being a vampire. And one of those is if you feed on people enough, shopkeepers don't want to deal with you. They recognize that something's off with you and 
just they refuse to deal with you. They won't attack you on sight. And that's something that's a little bit different from Skyrim and Oblivion. I was never a vampire in Morrowind, but I know you can be. So I haven't really, I haven't gotten any sun damage, but um, yeah, in Oblivion and Skyrim, the longer, well, with the traditional vampires in Skyrim, not the vampire hordes, but if you don't feed for a while, like the longer you go without feeding, the more negative effects you get. So sun damage happens more and more. The longer you go without feeding, people recognize you for what you are. The longer you go without feeding. So that's kind of the opposite with Graymore or with the ESO is the more you feed, the more people recognize you for what you are. Like I said, I haven't really gotten any sun damage, but I got to figure out who will let me repair my stuff and buy stuff off of me. I might have to make a trip to the Gold Coast and deal with the people at the Dark Brotherhood because I know they won't care if I'm a vampire. They've got werewolves in their midst. And speaking of werewolves, that's another thing that has happened recently is my Altmer character is now a werewolf. I got enough crowns to... I got my new month of crowns and made my Altmer werewolf. So that's been fun. With a werewolf, for those of you who don't know, don't have werewolf characters in ESO, um, your ultimate ability is to shapeshift into your werewolf form. So, and once you do that, the active effects that you purchase are available. In most cases, the active abilities that you use, you purchase, will you have to select a button for that in your your space. So, um, well, at least people would play with a controller. I don't know if it's different with a mouse and keyboard. So, with the werewolf abilities, you don't have to replace anything. They will show up after you shapeshift to a werewolf form. So, yeah, that's about it. I played a little bit of Oblivion again, but uh, not a whole lot. I've mainly been sticking with Graymore. So, um, well, with my Altmer character, I haven't been playing Graymore. I've been playing the continuation of the Ebonheart Pact quests after beating the main quest. So, I beat Magistra Vox. I kicked her butt. And in the process, I also met an ancient Chimer prophet named Veloth. And if you've listened to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast with Robots Radio, he recently did an episode on Veloth. He is the guy who led the Chimer to Morrowind before the Red Year happened and the battle for Red Mountain Red Mountain happened with between the Nerevar and Dagoth Ur and when the uh, dragon break happens and the Dunmer become the Chimer, or the Chimer become the Dunmer. That's a whole other episode that I will get to once I start talking about the Dunmer slash Chimer. So anyway, that's my gameplay. I'm going to take a short break and then we will talk about the Aldmer, the ancient elves. So stay tuned.
Alright guys, welcome back after that short little break. So, today we are talking about the Aldmer, the, the ancient elves. And in, you know, their tongue, literally it means first folk or elder folk. And they were the elves that during the Merithic era, which is the era before any real recorded history, they settled in the Somerset Isle and eventually led to the existence of the rest of the elven races. They were the proto mer or elves. So it's often said that they were the first technologically sophisticated inhabitants of Nern, although some believe that this distinction belongs to the Hist, and we will talk more about the Hist when we talk about the Argonians. <clears throat> the ancestors to the beast people are, are which are the Argonians and the Khajiit, they, I guess, descended from the Hist. So, the Aldmer allegedly came from a lost city continent called Aldmeris, but a number of sources, including the Elder Skulls themselves, claim that this is a myth. As the Aldmer spread throughout Tamriel, they eventually evolved away from one another and physically and culturally developed into the other elven races, such as, as the Bosmer and the the Dwemer, the Dwell, the or the Dwarves, which they aren't really called Dwarves too much in the Elder Scrolls games, but they are known as the Dwarves. But uh, most people call them the Dwemer and the Chimer, as I mentioned earlier, who eventually became the Dunmer. Now, it should be noted that the Orcs are also technically a race of elves and we'll talk a lot more about how they became how they are in the episode we do on the orcs so <clears throat> not many Aldmer historical figures are known I will get into a few of those uh, most notably the uh, High Lord Torin, Tornon who settled the Somerset Isle and a few others Little is known about the culture of the Aldmer, although they were known to have their own musical notation, which is reportedly difficult to read. The modern Aldmer are believed to resemble the original Aldmer, and this is kind of why the Aldmer are haughty and stuck up and think of themselves as better than everybody else, and everybody else is just scum beneath their their shoe which during my play of Elder Scrolls Online even when I went to Somerset as an Altmer since I wasn't from the island of Somerset I still was considered lesser than but whatever um the a former Altmer who is now the ageless uh sorry Another notable um, Aldmer historical figure is the ageless sorcerer king of the Maromer, um, who's known as Orgnum. I'll talk a little bit about him in a bit. 
but um, modern, like I, like I said, the modern Altmer are they basically believe themselves to be the direct descendants of the Aldmer, like we're the closest to the Aldmer as we're going to be. So um, there are some high elf songs in modern times that were written in the language of the old Aldmeris. And they told the term old Mary is an occasion occasionally used to as a catch term, catch all term for elves. And it's also used when referring to members of the Aldmeri Dominion. So just they, they were Aldmer just kind of is an all encompassing elven term, I guess. So to on to the notable Aldmer historical figures, as I said, there's High King or High Lord Tornon, and he's a legendary Merithic era folk hero to the Altmer, and he's known as the Forsailer. He's said to have been the first Aldmer to set foot on Somerset Isle at a site called the Nine Prow Landing on the northern coast of Aragon. If you've played ESO, you know where Aragon is. That's the starter area for the Aldmeri Dominion players. When the Aldmer settlers were threatened by beasts known as the Ghetus, G-H-E-A-T-U-S, Ilidia, uh, I think that's I-L-Y-A-D-I and Welwa. Tornon used the spells of his ancestors to slay them and render the land safe. He is credited as the founder of the First Hold, the first and oldest elven city in the Isles. A complex of ruins bearing Tornon's name stands just south east of First Hold and is dedicated to the worship of the divines and is a traditional ritual site for Aldmeri rulers. So then we move on to Topol the Pilot, also known as Torval the Pilot. He was an Aldmer explorer and poet who discovered the Nibinin River and charted Tamriel's sea lane charted Tamriel's sea lanes in the Merithic era. Topol sailed into the Topol Bay, which is subsequently named after him, and up through the Nibinin River, where he until he was deep in Cyrodiil. He was taught the native bird. He taught the native birdmen to how to read and write in exchange for the eight islands, the site of the imperial city and the White Gold Tower. And he made wide-ranging voyages, penetrating even into hostile environments such as Black Marsh where he made some of the first recorded observations of the Argonians. Man-like reptiles, fleet-footed and running the length of the Great Mire. And that is a passage from Father of the Nibinin. And it's an epic describing Topol's voyages, but only fragments of the poem have survived, unfortunately. He is the patron saint of Leowen, where a statue of him can be found southwest of the corner of town and I have seen that statue plenty of times and I had no idea who it was of so cool and then as I mentioned there's also Orgnum also spelled or which has a different spelling and known as the immortal monarch and the young king formerly King Orgnum voice of the free Marum people 
commander of the twelve dozen and one mighty ships. He is the Marmor ruler of the island kingdom of Pandonia. He is said to have 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 a close circle regarding military manners, and with the core clans of Pied Pandonia, sorry, these words are hard to pronounce sometimes, owing loyalty to him, considering organized and well-disciplined martial forces. So King Orgnum is the deathless wizard who is said to be the servant god of Sataki. Satakai. Satakal, sorry, that's an L at the end. Every attack launched by the Maramur against Somerset has been led by Orgnum himself, who is who it seems is not only immortal, but grows more youthful by the century. The sea serpents served Orgnum's guards and occasionally served as mounts. Numerous tales among the variety of cultures associated with King Orgnum, such as that of Jogjadil, again, these words, the keel hauler, and it. An explorer who sailed from Atmora and raided the palace king of Orgnum himself, burying the treasure at dusk. The Khajiit remember Narian, the perfect, a, a member of the Sunhold royal family, and Kunzar, Kunzari's Krushin, who made a deal with Klafka's Vile for powers to fight off Orgnum's forces. The Altmuri play the blight blade of Captain Castile or Castile and it tells of a protagonist going to confront Orgnum who believes killed his father only for Orgnum to remove his blue face paint and reveal himself as his father Aerodelin leaving no choice but for Captain Castile to kill his father for his atrocities According to the legend, Orgnum was a phenomenally wealthy Aldmer nobleman who uses his finances to launch a rebellion against the powers of the land. He and his followers were banished for this to place to a place separated from Aldmeris by an impenetrable mist, Pandonia, the Veil of the Mist. This boundary proved so effective that followers of Orgnum never again disturbed their former countrymen in Aldmeris. Orgnum was said to have an affair with kin lady Hainwar, Hainarway, Hainarway, who was so ashamed that she forsook name, title, and clan, banished all family and servants from the hall of her place, and snuffed every candle and chandelier, and withdrew alone into her vaults. Wow. She must have felt really bad. So I'm going through all this because this seems to be the one example of an old Mary person that has the most written about them. <clears throat> According to legend, uh, three months before the War of the Isle in Third Era 110, Orgnum met... So at this point, he's thousands of years old. Orgnum met with Potema Septim, the Wolf Queen, in solitude to make an agreement that when the Maramur took over Tamriel, she would be Empress of the Continent. <laughs> so she, you can take over my land, but I'm still going to be in charge. In turn, Potema promised that she would lead an insurrection against her brother, Emperor Antuchus Septim. On the night of their first meeting, Potema shared her bed with Orgnum as she deemed it to be polite 
to be the polite and diplomatic thing to do. So, uh, yeah, since you're going to come in and take over my mind, I'm going to sleep with you also. <laughs> Just because it's the polite and, the dip and diplomatic thing to do. Interestingly, despite Old Mary legends claiming Orgnum was once Old Mary, he is described to be looking similar to that of the other Maramar aboard his ship. So at some point in between these events, he changed into a Maramar. King Orgnum's translator was fluent in languages of four continents, include, including his own country of Pandonia, as well as those of Atmora, Ekvir, and Tamriel. War of the Isle was the last documented appearance, documented appearance of Orgnum the Marmor, and the Marmor. The, un, the United Alliance of the Kings of Somerset and Antachus Septum, combining the Imperial Fleet and Royal Navies of the Somerset Isle together with the magical powers of the Sigic Porter, seceding and destroying the Pandonian invading Ar Armada. It's said that the storm brewed by the Sigic of Arteum was, it annihilated Orgnum's fleet so that he was never seen again to be able to, or so that he will never again muster together enough of a force to dare another battle. So that's the last sight of him. However, there is a coffer that bears his name. It's a small-sized chest, ordinary in appearance, is remarkably light and almost weightless, which offers a clue to its mad to its true magic. Once a day, the coffer will create gold from naught. When Orgnum himself possessed the coffer, the supply within was limitless. He was said to have lost the coffer in a marine battle against the Empire, led by Emperor Antachus Septum. Those who have found it since report that the coffer eventually disappears after dispersed, it's dispersed enough gold to shame even the wealthiest of merchants. Where and why it vanished is still a mystery, and it was last seen in the hands of the Eternal Champion, who is your player character from Arena. So, that is it as far as information on the Aldmer and notable Aldmeri people. So, thank you to The Hive once again for sponsoring this show. So, uh, we just posted an episode of Nintendo. We are starting a series, a new series in Nintendo also, on Animal Crossing. Durka and I have been playing Animal Crossing New Horizon constantly. So, we thought, what the hell, let's start a series on it. So the episode we did earlier today is a general background on the series. And then in subsequent weeks, we are going to be discussing notable characters who've been around for a while in the series. We will not be doing an episode next week because Durka is going to be out of town enjoying uh, a fishing trip. So he's going to be doing Animal Crossing activities in real life. So um, next week, as far as this show, I'm going to be doing the ancient human, uh, the man race, the needs. So uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter and Instagram on Twitter at Tamriel P and Instagram Tamriel Adventures. You can 
drop this show an email if you choose at tamarillocadventurespodcast at gmail.com. Please, please, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you think the show deserves it. So that is the best way to get more eyeballs on this show. So, um, yeah, please, please, please drop a rating and a review. If you leave a review with some text, I will read it out on the show. So until then, Mr. Merchant, you think we can make it to solitude? Yes, we are not very far. We should reach solitude within an hour or so. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of here. Come on, merchant. Let's go. As always, stay safe, adventurers. Don't let the drogger get you.